Hey, y'all, if you're enjoying this podcast, take two seconds, send it to five friends. Um, Some of the top episodes would be the self-confidence, masculinity, and the Byron Rogers podcast if you want to send uh, some of the top ones to them. Otherwise, just take 30 seconds and review it on whatever podcast uh, application you use, whether it be Spotify, YouTube, Google, iTunes, Amazon, any of them. Thank you. Today's podcast is brought to you by AssaultLimited.com. Even when you aren't saying anything, you're saying something. Let your gear say the right thing for you. That's where Assault Limited comes in. Assault Limited offers tactical versions of things you use every day. The Assault Pen is a great quality, intimidating looking pen with a pinpoint tip used for self-defense or to break glass. The Assault Spork has so many different tactical uses, we only have time to highlight a few. It's a spoon, a fork, a wrench, a carabiner, and a bottle opener. The possibilities are endless. The Assault Pencils and the Assault Straws, well, they both look pretty badass and they both tell political correctness to take a long jump off a short bridge when you need things and you want them to be the best quality while issuing a statement to anyone else who sees look at assaultlimited.com also sponsoring today's podcast is urban savage urbnsvg.com the best quality apparel available american made t-shirts and sweatshirts that fit great with the quality that will outlast the creepy battery bunny The Date Night Tee, which is the badass's version of the subtle embroidered logo t-shirt that so many of us grew up with. And the hats are 100% American made, not just embroidered here like so many others. Ooh, and those sweatshirts are so damn comfy. The next time you're thinking about scoring a new piece of gear, remember to check out urbnsvg.com. Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best kit secret is now available at A3Equip.com. That's A3EQUIP.com. A3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion, a lip balm, a hair conditioner, honestly, anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy get yours today at a3equip.com all doctors to the er do these guys have any idea what they are talking about talking about talking about get squared away spiritual get squared away emotional get squared away mental get squared away physical the podcast that'll help you get squared away all right we are back with the independence day episode i don't know what that means independence day episode we're gonna talk today it's the movie with the uh, aliens oh with will smith slapping bitches yeah i mean he wasn't slapping bitches then but slapping alien bitches man talk about just fucking up his career for basically ever Slap Chris Rock once, (laughs) and you're never going to come back from it. Yeah, and, you know, the root cause is. Wokeism? Is it wokeism, or is it... uh, I don't know. Beta? Or is it Jada? Oh, Jada's nuts. Has to be, right? Like... You could see it in her... Yeah, because he got the crazy eyes because he kind of he kind of giggles and then he looks at her and she like, yeah, she like laser beams him and she and 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 then like mine, she mind mouths to him like you stick up for me, you fucker. You're not getting any pussy for a year. And then he turns around. He's like, well, I guess I got to do this. Yeah. But oh, man, I wish I could. uh, I saw a clip. So what he did was acting because it was literally it mirrored some scene out of some movie where some guy did it in a movie, exactly the same thing, and the the yelling and everything else. Really? Yeah. 
See, I thought it was I thought it was planted from from the beginning. I thought it was but then the way that it kind of like took his career down, I guess maybe he was just done. Maybe he wanted to be yeah. done and that was like his way to get out without like saying I'm done and then come wishy being wishy-washy. He's like, "Nope, you know, like burning that bridge." Oh yeah. He's like, "Watch this. Hold you hold the cat." Oh, I don't want to be washed up, you know. Just want to be one of those that gets oom and then makes a comeback like Robert Downey Jr. Right. Robert Downey Jr. just is going to get away with anything for the rest of his life because he was such a fuck up in the beginning. Now it's like, well, I guess you're, you know, not doing blow off strippers ass cheeks anymore. Uh, so, well, he's a, he's a, you know, squared away poster child. He got squared away after <laughs> his he 20s, right? He did, but his 30s. So, so here, here's an interesting here's an interesting thought. Who do you trust more? And I, I'm coming at this from from the Robert Downey Jr. angle, but also from like a from a politician angle, right? Who do you trust more? The person that's been down that dark road, knows the darkness, and has dug themselves out of the shit, or somebody that's never even been there and has no idea what that what that battle is like. Oh, right. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Right. But I like, would hope it's pretty obvious. I would hope it's pretty obvious, except for the thing is, is if you are going to if you want the people who have that 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 have that knowledge and they know that darkness and they know that struggle, there's going to be some skeletons in those closets. Yeah, because they did some shit, you know, that that's what the darkness is. That's what, yeah. you know, for the what what is it? Uh, oh, Stephen Pressfield, the resistance, you know, it's like you, you, that darkness, that dark energy, that negative energy, that kind of battle. Everybody has their own thing. Everybody's battling their own thing. For some, it's sloth and some it's the internet and for some it's debauchery and for some it's gambling and for you know for everybody it's something different but like everybody's got that thing and like if you gave into that darkness and then you had to fight your way back like that's gonna be that's gonna be some fucking stories man oh yeah and we don't have any like we can't we don't have anybody that's like that anymore because the minute that you're gonna run for for public office your your past is is everybody's business yeah and that's the problem i mean look at look at the guy where you voted in well, technically, the guy that's at the top right now is not the cleanest dude. He's just done everything under the table, and it just hasn't been exposed, really. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing because the people that are exposing it aren't, they're only really exposing one side. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't know. Did you see the, did you see the little Instagram contest I had on yesterday? Uh, yeah, that's all I liked late last so night. It was, so it was this, it was this, this dark and dirty quote, and, and, this quote was something to the effect of uh, the your biggest adversary find something and just scream that thing as loud as you can until they're until they're basically they give up. And it was like, who you know, who does this sound like? And really, you know, the, the true answer was basically like the extreme left, the safe space culture, the, the college campuses, folks. woke, woke folks. Right. Like yeah. that's there. And then it was. And then the second question was, who said it? And that was from Mein Kampf. That was Adolf Hitler that said that. Oh, and that was a tactic that he used all the time to kind Ooh. of subdue his adversaries while oh. he was killing millions of people. Uh-huh. So right there, that that like that makes you think, man, like what what are we actually hearing of the news or of the media or of the people that are trying to tell us the truth? Are they telling us the whole truth or are they telling us the truths that they want us to hear so that they can manipulate us? You're talking about even on the the scandals. You're talking about the all Hunter Biden scandals. All all of it, right? Like to ignite one side, ignite the other side, and everybody shout at each other. And yeah, and how much of that is how much of that is to to cause dismay in our culture, 
versus actually getting to the bottom of a of a of a problem, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can see everything that's been happening. Uh, look at this. Some um, the Supreme Court. They've made uh, multiple rulings, so it's not just one ruling that everybody was shouting about last week. They've made multiple rulings. Basically, they had to start just cleaning house on their list of to-dos because somebody, quote, leaked, you know, the Roe v. Wade thing. So so now they're just basically just going through, cleaning up everything from even, you know, and leftists can't say, oh, well, we got a bunch of Republicans in there and they're... um they're doing everything for the Republicans. No, because they just gave power to Biden to override uh, Trump's, um, what's that, uh, his border. Uh, yeah, I don't remember, but. Border thing. So there's a few things. I don't, we haven't talked about this Roe Ro versus Wade yet, have we? We didn't do a no, podcast since that. We guy. did like a clip on uh, abortion. Okay. Yeah, we did. Point. We yeah. did a little, we did a little bit on that. Um, and I think we got a, we got a pretty good uh, response on people just liking to hear our opinions on that. But w one thing that everyone here, a lot of people that are listening to this, it's, it's weird, right? Because it's a little bit of an echo chamber because if you listen to us, you have a lot in common with us. Um, there's not a lot of people that, that completely disagree with us that are, that are listening to this right now. But I guess if, if we cover some of these topics, we give you a little bit of knowledge base, a little bit of, uh, I don't want to call it ammo because we don't need to argue, but a little bit of information so that you can kind of spread, spread the word. But a few things that we need to think about in this whole Roe versus Wade thing, and basically a lot of the stuff that the Supreme Court is doing right now is the way that our government is meant to function. The, the thing is, is abortion is not a constitutional right. If you want a law or a amendment written that says abortion is, is legal in all 50 states and it's legal up until this term and all this shit, then that needs to be put forth as a bill and passed as a law. But it was not. Roe versus Wade is literally just a court opinion that then sets precedence for court cases for the future. So the Supreme Court's job right. is to look at a case and judge that case as to the Constitution. And what the overturning of that says is abortion is not a right given to you by the United States Constitution. The power now goes back to the state. Right. State or local. Because I mean, state you, or local. Yeah. You could get down to a county if you wanted. Yes. So that's all that it did. It did not. It did not take away women's rights for hundreds of years. It did not turn back time and, you know, put women back under the heavy hand of men. It doesn't do any of that shit. Yeah. It literally puts the power back on the state because it is not a federal government issue. Stop. Double stop. Period. That's Correct. it. Correct. And if you listen to what Clarence Thomas is saying, you know, whether or not you listen to the media vilify him right now, all he's doing is, is based on that leak. He just thought, you know, hey, we have all these items that have been on the list for years that the Supreme Court really doesn't need to invest time in. So, well, now that it's leaked, well, okay, now we need just need to set the record straight, not for this, 
but you know they were ruling on the second amendment there's ruling on climate change or ruling on the border which you know like i said in favor of the left if the left says oh this is all just right wing stuff no it's not it's just basically putting the power where it needs to be and the whole basis i mean there you're not going to have a week-long trial case because the 10th amendment clearly states that if it's not constitutional that gets moved to the state and the local and that's all it says and that's all they did but it's just it's crazy because going back to what you're saying about the you know hitler's uh you know, little phrase right there is you have people in New York and you have people in California that are screaming the loudest. But guess, guess how much they were affected by this? Nothing. Nothing. Everything is still the same. Everything's still legal there. So, and then you have these companies coming out saying, oh, we're going to fly people, you know, here and there. They're just trying to drum up. I mean, anytime Roe versus Wade and abortion gets brought up, it's always around an election cycle. Always. And the thing is, it's never been illegal. And for people that make the argument that, oh, well, what about cases of rape, incest, or, you know, medical? Well, that accounts for what? 1.5% or less. Technically, it's less than. And there's already provisions in those local laws that, hey, in those cases, we're going to make an exception because 1.5% is the exception. But we've become, when you get beyond all this, you have all these screamers who are probably 5 to 6% of the population that are just screaming louder than everybody else. They want the exceptions to be the rule for everybody. And that's just never going to work. I have, I have this, this battle, this, this battle in my head and in my heart. And we have this battle of this problem in our country right now. Everything is black and white. Everything is right or left. Everything is this or that. And we don't need any more of that. We need both sides. I'm just as disgusted with abortion killing babies in a mother's womb as I am with people having kids that they don't want to fucking raise. I'm I'm just as concerned about our economy and the price of of, of people trying to get to fucking work as I am with our carbon output and climate change. I'm just as concerned with the welfare of the weakest and poorest in our society as I am with the size of government. We can come at these problems from both sides. That's the fucking glorious part of about, about being an American is we can do both oh, things yeah. at the same time. We can, we can be energy independent and try to reduce our emissions at the same fucking time. It doesn't have yeah. to be one or the other. But you have to, you have to think like that. And that's the biggest problem in the U.S. is everybody is so fixated on one side of the spectrum that the minute they hear anything that's opposite of what they think or their opinion they shut down or they just start screaming at the other side insult the other side i mean it's just uh you know from my experience from last week you know i got some you know people uh, sending me messages questions about oh roe v wade or some people trying to get a feel for okay well, what's your your opinion on it and the minute i give my opinion the thing that pissed me off the most last week is somebody <laughs> responded, you're asking for my opinion, and then you say, but you're a man. And it goes back to, you know, this whole thing about race that pisses me off is, okay, so if you're white, you can't make a statement, you can't be at the table to talk about racism? That's, that's complete bullshit. It's just a lousy excuse to allow you to be, sit there as a victim saying, well, you don't understand why I'm such a victim because you're not me. Or 
you know, you're a man, so you don't have any say in abortion because you don't, you don't have any responsibility for that child. Oh, really? Well, maybe that type of thinking is what's forcing these fatherless, you know, these kids to go without their fathers and these, these women to basically shun these fathers or say, you know, you don't want them in their life. Yeah, and, and right there, like that statement right there, there's probably just as many piece of shit fucking men that walk away that have no interest in being part of it. They just drop a load and fucking walk away oh, yeah. and never even call the girl again. She doesn't even know who the fuck he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the thing is, is both of those things can be true. Oh, yeah. We can we we can try to teach women about birth control and about we can try to try to have some impact on the younger females, especially in lower income areas where there is so many abortions happening and, and try to sh- try to tell them that, you know, sex isn't love. And really what you're what you're looking for is love and affection because you probably didn't get any at home. But I understand that we can't stop you from doing it. But maybe if you do it this way, it'd be safer. We can have that conversation and have the conversation of, hey, you fucking piece of shit dude who has seven illegitimate babies that you don't even know who the fuck they are. If you don't get your shit together, we're going to cut your fucking nuts off. Oh, yeah. Like all of these things need to happen. Yeah. And, you know, this whole argument about contraception is uh, not available. There's so much that's available for free. I mean, I went to my physical, my 5-0 physical, and in that office, as I'm like, like everybody else, you get stuck in that damn office. And for some reason, it takes them 30 fucking minutes to get back to you while you're sitting there on the thing. Always. In that stupid robe. I don't know what's going on there, but. You know, I'm sitting there observing what's on the table. And you know, I mean, there's a wide open box full of free condoms there. So, you know, there's um, and there's all kinds of different methods on the female side that's available. So the choices to get those opportunities are there. The tools are there. Um, it's just people have to be, you know, maybe it comes down to personal responsibility, too. And people getting mentally squirt away. But how do we how do we do that? parenting first of all yeah right like that's a lot of the cause of a lot of this problem is a lack of fucking parenting everywhere yeah Yeah. um and stop you know ripping you know shredding down manhood i mean we were what saying what toxic masculinity understand that still understand what manhood is first of all right like there is toxic masculinity it's the douchebag that's fucking dropping loads off in three chicks on a fucking club on a friday night and then getting up and you know going to hang with his boys and fucking driving around with, you know, loud ass music, flipping people off. Like, that's a douchebag. That's not masculinity. That's a fucking douchebag. Oh, yeah. These uh, gangsters. Did you see that uh, one uh, TikTok? I think that was uh, floating on Instagram, whatever, where there's uh, these two dudes trying to be all gangster. They got their one's got a pistol. He's waving the the other one's got a pistol AR and he puts it down in his like puts it down his pants and shoots through his legs. He's pulling it up. His ring finger goes through the trigger guard. I mean, come on, really? that bad so this is this is where this is where part of me and this is going to be on air so people are going to fucking probably grab this clip and i'll hear it a hundred times oh but this is where part of me questions what can be done as far as gun control for those fucking people it's i get it i get it trust me this is like a shitty part of the argument but there's a lot of people that shouldn't have guns that have them i mean stupid people are stupid people a lot of people i mean we can just go around to the four-way stop here a lot of people shouldn't have shouldn't have cars yeah that's a great point so stupid people always do stupid things that's a great point you know and you can't mitigate stupid people by taking everything away 
from the people that are responsible. It's uh, um, I was watching a uh, clip from uh, Colin Noir. Colion. Colion. Colion Noir. Yeah. Colin Noir. Okay. I don't know why I keep screwing up his name. Because it's really tough. It took me like <laughs> probably listen to him on probably five podcasts before I got his name right. But yeah, Colion Noir. And and he was talking about you know why do you need an AR-15? And I'm like, yeah, it's there's no argument against it because for me personally, I mean, if somebody wants to take uh, my weapons away from me or they want to try to red flag me in any way, you know, that to me, it's, I'm offended because I need that to protect my family. That's purely what it is. So this is, this is a great, this is a great transition into our conversation today, first of all, but I have, I have came across a video and I cannot find it again. I will try to find it. I think I've talked about it on this podcast before, but as a woman testifying in front of Congress and she's talking about AR-15s and assault rifles in general, holographic optics, all of that, that whole setup, right? That whole kit. And she's talking about that. And she's, and she's a you know, middle-aged woman. She says, I took my mother's shooting today. I took my mother's shooting today and we started with a pistol. She said, I work with my pistol a lot and we're at 15, 20 yards and 15, 20 yards on yeah, a pistol. Yeah. Oh, damn. 10, 20, 10, 15 yards. I don't even remember. Oh, right. Okay. So she's like, we're, you know, we're at a regular range distance. Yeah. And I hand my mom the pistol and she can't hit the paper. She doesn't work on it enough. She's not good. The tactics take a long time. You stop doing it for six months and all of a sudden you suck again. Right. Yeah. She goes, then I handed my mother an AR 15 with a holographic, you know, EOTech site on it. And my mother put, five rounds in a body size silhouette without ever shooting one. Yeah. Who do you want? What do you want in the hands of your loved ones? If they are ever in that situation. Yeah. And that right there is the exact argument. Yes. That gun is amazingly effective. That argument, just as they want to use it to uh, towards against the gun, that is the exact argument to be used for the gun. Exactly. You know, but, Good transition because do you know what caused the battles of Lexington and Concord, which were the the initiation or the beginning of our battle of independence? The removal of uh, firearms the from removal the citizens of firearms from the citizens by a mass of British force. The majority of the population of the thirteen colonies had zero need or interest in their own independence. They were completely happy with being under the rule of the Britain government, because with, un, with being under the rule comes the security and comes it, right. It's, it's like living at home with your parents. Like, yes, there are some rules to follow and you know, you're getting taxed, but you, you have all the benefits of the British government. And then there was, a, there was under underlying conversations about a revolution from a small amount of people. This is, if you ever are driving around, you see the 3% sticker. Oh, yeah. These are the three percenters, three percent of the population. And there was the there was the 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 small, quiet conversations of a revolution to to gain the independence for the 13 colonies. And that word slowly got back to the people in power in Britain, and they sent a mass of troops to come collect all the weapons from all the citizens to try to squell any possibility of a rebellion. And that right there is what caused the Battle of Lexington and the Battle of Concord, which then pushed the majority of the American people into the idea that we needed our independence 
we needed our freedom. We needed the ability to stand up for ourselves and we would, we would fight to the death for our own country. Yeah. And then you fast forward how many years later to all these multiple countries that that's happened to and what has happened? What, what's the form of government that's happened afterwards? A dictatorship. So, you know, going back to your, you know, buddy Adolf, you know, Adolf did the same thing too. So I think history has kind of proven it. I don't think there's an argument against it. It's just, uh, you have all these, uh, I don't know what the percentages out there are people screaming about that you shouldn't have an AR, but I mean, you know, we took my son shooting mm-hmm. that, that rifle looks like an AR. It's not. It's just basically, I mean, AR is not assault rifle. I mean, I hope everybody knows this by now. Most I of the mean, people listen to this, probably, yeah, our listeners know. Yeah, it's just an Armalite rifle. I mean, you could take, uh, they assume what my son was shooting is a Mossberg 715T. It's just a standard 22LR that basically could have a wood stock on it. But instead, hey, guess what? You wrap some black plastic around it, throw a nice little uh, adjustable you know, stock on there, boom, you're fine. It looks like an AR. So is that, should that be banned? So what's the difference if I have a 22LR with a, and that's I what a majority strip them down? And, and that's, that's one big, that's one big problem with gun control that a majority of gun control advocates don't understand is there is no definition here. Like when you write a law, that law needs to be specific Yeah, and there is no definition. Go to California. California has all, you know, California has got some of the strictest assault rifle bans and the ingenuity of the gun makers and of the people in California is absolutely astonishing. You can get an AR looking gun with a fixed wood butt stock and a bullet button magazine drop, right? Because you can't have removable magazines. You have to have something, uh, an external device to release the magazine. It can't just be a button, right? So they make something called a bullet button, which is basically like a key, but the bullet is what pushes the key right there. You can drop your mag and throw another one in. That's considered a fixed magazine. And it's just all of this stuff. Like when you, we have learned, right? We tried prohibition. Everybody remember the stories of Al Capone, right? Like 1920 to 1931, I believe 32. Those dates might not be right, but it's fucking close. Um, We tried to prohibit alcohol. What happened? A, um, a bunch of distilleries got uh, prescription licenses to write prescriptions for alcohol. Um, If you weren't getting it from a prescription facility, a.k.a. the distillery, um, you were getting it from an underground, you know, black label distiller, a bootlegger. Right. Um, You could put stills in your, you know, this is all the mountain stills. If you guys have ever watched a NASCAR race. NASCAR was invented from the, you know, back mountain bootleggers outrunning cops. Well, that the original NASCAR drivers were all bootleggers. They were, they were whiskey runners. That's what they were. And that's how <laughs> yeah, that, that's how that, that's, yeah, that's how that sport started. Well, um, okay. So prohibition fucking clearly didn't work. Speakeasies, all this shit, right? Okay. There's the yeah. first time we tried to ban something. Okay. What was it? Late eighties, early nineties. You know the war on drugs. Was that Bush? Yeah, yep. the war on drugs. Right. So we're gonna we're gonna take and we're gonna we're gonna have this huge war on drugs. We're gonna put a a, a massive amount of funding to the police, local police, federal police, state police, to try to ban 
and stop the illegal distribution of narcotics. Okay. All that does is create a black market for illegal stuff and makes people start to bend rules and become criminals that never would have become criminals before. Right. So we've tried this twice and it hasn't fucking worked. So what do we, do we want to try it a third time? We want to try it a third time and give, and give the most unscrupulous bad portions of our population and the population around the world chances to make a substantial fortune and become more powerful than a lot of politicians and a lot of companies are by banning certain weapons so that all you have to do is put a mill and get a CAD machine and three or four people that know what the fuck they're doing and they can start stamping out gun parts and selling them on the black market. Yeah. Because that's what's going to fucking happen. Yeah, and I think they know that. But they're just creating these uh, screaming points because it's an election cycle. It's emotional. That's all it is. It's emotional. Just, I, don't, I just don't, I don't understand how simplistic we are as a population that we're so easily initiated to an emotional reaction. Because we become consumers. That's all we do. Oh, yeah. People would just sit there and consume information, consume information. Um, you know, they got to stay busy. They got to be entertained. They got to, you know, have stuff to work on, right? They got to have a list of things. It's just, I think we've gotten to a point where we don't know how to just not do anything. Kids don't know how to be bored because in those times is when creativity blossoms, when self-reflection happens. And when people slow down and actually, you know what, people will be a lot healthier. They learn to slow down and just not consume and try to force themselves. Oh, I don't even think it's at a point where they're consuming things. They're not even thinking about it. No. It's just, oh, well, whatever this, I heard this from here, therefore it must be true, right? Um, I need to stay entertained and, you know, watch all these TV shows. I have 30 seconds of free time. Where's my phone? Yeah, exactly. So I can't even take a shit without, you know, dragging a phone in there now. So, and I put a post up like that this week and somebody commented, you, the irony of this post is out, outrageous or something, right? Because it was a post on social media about getting off your fucking phone. Oh. Right. And I get it. <laughs> the, I, he was not wrong. I understand. It, yeah. He wasn't wrong. But my comment was, you have to fish where the fish are, right? I'm not going to go to a place where nobody has, nobody's wasting time on social media and talk to people about the dangers of social media. Yeah. The fuck? What, why? Yeah. Right. So I'm hoping that maybe 10, maybe 50, maybe 100 people saw that. And out of the, and out of those people that saw it, you know, maybe 50 percent or 20 percent was like, you're fucking right. I'm just wasting time. And they put their phone down and they and they contemplated life. They thought about what they should do. They, you know, hung out with their kids. They did something of value. Yeah. No, it absolutely makes sense. It's like sometimes I feel like. Time that I waste on my phone. I could have got, you know, three things done. It's kind of like the other day where all of a sudden uh, from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. I lost signal on Internet, lost signal on the Verizon. I think U.S. Cellular had the same problem, too. And I didn't realize all even just a little, the few seconds that I'm all of a sudden like reaching for my phone. I mean, I, I obviously I needed to work, but 
just not being able to communicate and worry about, oh shit, how do I communicate to other people? How often I communicate? I mean, we text people all day long, right? And before that happened, what do we have? Phones? And I remember I, I had to look back and I was like, yeah, back in the day, even before the bag phones and the little Motorola flip phone came out, uh, we had to go places. And guess what? Nobody's going to get a hold of us. When I'm driving from here to there, if I'm going from Wisconsin to South Dakota, in those eight and a half hours, guess what? Nobody's going to get a hold of me. Yeah, somebody's going to leave you a message. Well, that was even before uh, no, no, voicemails, too. They're going to leave you a message on your answering machine. Yeah, that was they're before leave that, you too. Oh, really? I'm old enough to where it was before the answering machines. And when those things came out, it was like, oh, my goodness, look. I got to buy more of these little tapes to, you know, put in there. And there was no, like, there was no need of urgency, right? Like you didn't expect a message back. Yeah. Like no, now no, you no, write somebody died right now. You write yeah. somebody and you don't get a message back. You're like, I know they fucking saw it. They got their phone on them. Yeah. They're just not replying. They're just assholes. Yeah. Then it was just like, oh, maybe they'll get it tomorrow. Maybe they'll get it in a week. I don't know. I'll hear back from them eventually. Oh yeah. Or you had to write a letter. So and inefficient. Like, oh, it takes three days to get there. Well, so inefficient. <laughs> Yeah. So inefficient. Not order Amazon. It shows up the same day for some. Oh my god, yeah, that's <laughs> scary. Yeah. Did you see FCC requested that uh, Apple and Google pull TikTok off the app stores? Yeah, which is uh, I didn't quite understand all that. Um, is there a security breach or something? It's not a security breach. My assumption and what I what I gather from the way that they're saying it is that the app gathers so much data that the powers that be in China having access to that much data is dangerous for our country, right? Oh. Because think about the things that an app can grab. It can grab all your keystrokes. It can grab your locations. It can grab what bank you use. It can grab all this information. It can't grab, you know, like pin numbers and bank account numbers, Yeah. but it can tell, you know, it can tell the Chinese government that 40% of the United States population uses these two banks. If we fucking, you know, if we attack oh, these yeah. two banks, we'll, we'll damage 40% of the population. It can, it can say, you know, the 10% of the population in these swing states is watching videos that have to do with this. If we give, if we send them more videos of the alternative, we could sway their opinions on yeah. elections. Hey, China owns us already anyway. Does your bank own you? <laughs> No, so here's my no, thought. No, they don't. Right? But you owe them money for your house. Yeah. But they don't own you. Correct. That's where we're at with China. Correct. I think. It's a, it's a weird place, right? I, I, think, mean, I think China Joe doesn't uh, disclose a lot. Well, and there's a weird, we've, and I was talking about this, we talk, you know, we, we drove to, to North Dakota and back, and we had a lot of really good conversations about this with the guys that I was with. And it's like, we have lost the ability to produce things here. Like we don't, we just don't have the ability anymore. It's not like we're not doing it by choice. Now, now we have lost the ability. Like if we get cut off, we're talking, we're cut off from surgical supplies. We're cut off from antibiotics. We're cut off from heart medicine. We're cut off from diabetes medicine. We're cut off from um, transistors to power our electrical grid. We are cut yeah. off from auto parts. We're cut off from cut off from fuel. Fuel. We're cut <laughs> off from things to keep our our communication systems running. We're cut off from some food, you know, systems. We're cut off from so much. Yeah. Like, have has anybody? I know you have. I know a lot of people haven't. 
But like history fucking repeats itself. And guess what? You know how to siege a walled city? You, you've read stories, right? Oh, how to yeah. siege a walled city. You just cut them off. Starve them out, yeah. Just cut them off. No supplies. You can bring in supplies from the back end whenever you want. Surround the walls. Bring in your supplies. Take out your waste. Let their let their walls fill up with shit, and their people start dying of starvation. Watch how quickly they oh, open yeah. the fucking doors. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? Politicians here they don't care because they they have the money, they have the resources. They're basically like somebody greasing the uh, the bank or the suppliers, and they know they're going to be taken care of. But for us, they're like well, a Chinese guy yeah. that's going to just own us at some point in time and yeah. has a podcast. In Wisconsin. I know. I'll make sure you have a job. (laughs) (laughs) You can do this job on the assembly line. (laughs) Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir, for my Uh, job, sir. And that's why I think it was such a threat when um, you had Trump, you know, whether you're a fan or not. I mean, he was a non-politician. And there was such vitriol to get him out because he wasn't part of that plan. He he didn't think that way. His, His idea when he came in was, you know what? We can do this in America. But guess what? That whether it's Trump or whether it's, you know, Mickey Mouse, it's our thought should be is that we need to be self-sufficient to be superior, to protect ourselves. I've told this story probably 50 times, but when I wanted to get the hats made for, for Urban Savage, for the brand, I wanted everything American made. And I, wa- I, I contacted multiple companies to make these hats. And I found one company that still makes hats from scratch in the United States. So they have their hat line, their USA made hat line. And then they have multiple lines from other countries. And this is like, this is a high end company. Like they were not fucking cheap. Okay. And, uh, I started writing back and forth with the rep and I'm like, okay. So I paid like $350 for the first hat just to get a, a, a prototype. Okay. And it comes in, it's got too much padding around, around the, the, the headband of the hat. So it kind of makes the headband puffy. I'm like, okay, I want to pull out the padding. You do, it doesn't need that much padding. And I want a lower structured, you know, curved bill. And he's like, oh, if, we can't do that stuff here. Wait, what? He's like, yeah, if you want like customizations like that, like we don't have the skilled labor to do those here. So we have to get that imported. Well, like, yeah. what, what do you mean? Yeah. So I have to pay to have those made in another country and shipped in because we just physically can't do those things here. Yeah. I don't know if he didn't have the skilled labor. I don't think that he could afford skilled labor. Yeah. So, yeah. It's- yeah, I called, I called, a, I called a, a rap company the other day to get a rap on the trailer. And they're like, yeah, we're not taking any new, co- we're not taking any new customers. We don't have any help. Nobody wants to work. Yeah. Raps are tough. Yeah. It's Sorry. a skill. Yeah. Not many guys out there doing installs. Yeah. So. Independence Day. We talked about it for like Ooh. two seconds with the Battle of Lexington and Concord. And then what happened? And then our forefathers wrote the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. And then. It's been timeless, but I don't know. Some people don't think that way. And then Paul Revere rode his horse. The, red the are British coming. are coming. The British are coming. So what are you saying? We're going to have another uh, revolution coming? No, we won't have another revolution. I don't think that. I don't think the majority of the population has the stomach for a revolution. I think so. I don't think so. They've become too weak. Uh huh. Even though we got you know three hundred and fifty billion guns in circulations. Yeah, yeah, but out of those three hundred and fifty billion guns, about a hundred million of them people actually no, not even a hundred million. I bet 
300 million people, 50% male, so 150 million people. Uh, I exaggerated, by the way. So I bet, yeah, yeah. Not billion. I bet, I bet less than 90 million people of our population actually know how to use one. Because it's not 300 million, you know, it's not 350 million people that have guns. Yeah. It's 100 million people with 10 guns each. Wow. Which is surprising. I mean, we have a really nice gun shop around the corner here. And when, uh, when the new administration came in, I saw a lot of left wingers coming in buying, uh, buying weapons. Well, now if you're in California and you're on the left and you got a gun, everybody's going to know your name. Really? Oh, yeah. They just passed a bill where it's, everything is public record. All oh, your really? guns, where you keep them. I think your phone number, address. Are you serious? Yeah. Yep. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yep. It's not. Yeah, that definitely is not part of the red flag. No, no, no. That was a California only. And then New York just changed. New York just is pushing through a bill for concealed carry in New York where it makes it adds more stipulations to their current concealed carry laws, where now you have to give your last Four years of social media accounts, um, 16 hours of training, two hours firing, a bunch of other shit. Hmm. The social media one's weird. Yeah. I assume they're making that decision because a lot of these shooters have had, you know, history in social media. Yeah, but do shooters have concealed carry permits? Uh, generally not. I don't know. I mean, criminals. They don't care about laws. All the shootings that I know they've acquired the weapon system from either some other source in the house that technically wasn't secure. I mean, that's I me. Mean, if you're going to legislate anything, I would legislate that, hey, for every gun owner that buys uh, rifles or, or handguns that you are required to have a, a fully functional safe. You can't just, you know, hang them up on the wall somewhere. So. I mean, that's the only legislation I see would work. Oh, we talked about this yesterday. What about my legislation? Your legislation? Yeah, the one that I suggested for um, shooters that are captured alive. Oh, hey, if there's follow through, but, you know, California is like the perfect representation. You got a a state that is highly regulated. Um, You have a law for everything, but they don't enforce it. Yeah, so my my thought was is for all for all public shooters or mass shooters, right? So I guess you'd have to write the law some way like if you shoot more than 3 people or if public hangings. Right, or- right? No, 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 hangings way too quick. No, we need slow painful death. We need like have you ever heard of the glass pipe on the inside of your dick hole? Oh. They put a glass pipe inside your dick hole and then they hit it with a hammer so it breaks. Oh. And then it shattered glass inside your dick hole. We need things like that, because if that is happening, I can just hear people cringing on the other end of this while they're while they're fucking listening. Like that. Anything, Ugh. anything that is a, a a consequence of extreme measure like that, that is not to punish the person that did it. That's what a lot of people don't understand. That consequence is not a you did the crime. This is your punishment. That consequence is for the 50 fucking people over the next five years that think about that. They think about going out and shooting up a school. And then they remember, oh, my God. Remember what they did to the last guy they caught? Yeah. 
what if I can't, what if I can't shoot myself in time? Well, I mean, that's not far from, off from the medieval thinking. And I get it. Well, like, they used I, to publicly I, flog criminals. Yeah. Which, hey, it worked. I mean, I, I, you got that one freaky girl that's like, yeah, I robbed the bank. You can't even see it. We're not on a video. She does the little finger, little <laughs> pinky in her mouth. Public flogging? What? Sorry. Yeah, I went there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm lost on that one. Yeah. Um, anyways. Yeah. No, I like. That's, I think, a thing I was talking to. I was talking to our friend Maurice at the gym and he was talking about the. I think it was the, the New York, the kid that went to New York and sh- shot the, the, you know, he had a hatred for black people. And he's like, that's not um, that's not a mental health problem. I was like, that is a fucking mental health problem. It's like, it's not an excuse. Don't get me wrong. You don't yeah. get to use that. You don't get to use that to get out of the uh, of the criminal charges like you. you you're you are emotionally connecting the idea of it being a mental health problem to like the, the kid getting off. I'm saying that. He clearly has a mental health problem. That's it. You know, period. No more needs to be said. (laughs) Oh, Maurice, brother, if you're listening some days, it always cherry picks. It's either Charlotte. It's either misses the one where it's uh, the the race is uh, the incorrect um, narrative. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For sure. But he's he's got some good points. If you sit down and talk to him, like. And I mean, I him and I have good, you know, disagreements. Yeah, good, good banter, right? But uh, um, so my thought, it, one thing that he said that I don't know if this is true. Somebody can write me and let me know if this is true or not. But when, 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 when the South was fighting segregation, um, his point was the black communities and the black schools did not want integration; they wanted equality. So they wanted, you know, if if there was the newest version of the textbook, mm-hmm. they wanted that newest version of the textbook. They didn't want, they didn't, they didn't care that they were in a, a white school with white teachers because the 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 black families operated differently in the South. And if you were fucking up in school, your teacher was going to go tell your mama and she's going to whip your ass. Right. And that's what they wanted. They wanted equality, not necessarily integration, but it became a political narrative and they got integration, which then actually caused more damage to the population than just equality of care, right? Equality yeah. of spending, equality of, of equipment, equality of, you know, yeah. schools. Which now it's evolved years later. Now they have quite a few. I mean, they have their own schools. Yeah. They have their own funding. Yeah. Just like, you know, Hispanics, the thing just is, like and, Asians like myself. And the thing is, is that's not, that's not a race conversation because boys learn differently than girls. Mm-hmm. But we have a school system that is completely built around the way that girls learn. Why? Is it on purpose? Not really. It's just kind of became that way. Right. But yeah. like, boys need to fucking move. They need to be involved they need to be mobile yeah. and athletic and antsy and and yeah i mean the the teaching method has to just adopt to that that's all it is but you got to come to the table and be able to talk about it yeah instead of just uh you know making a quota which is what it's turned into and that's and that's a weird thing because we want to have oversight 
over education, we want you to have to perform, right? We don't want shitty teachers to be able to keep going. But how do we how do we implement oversight without it just being a test, you know, teach for tests? Yeah. But I think, you know, when we're talking about race, you're talking about, you know, gun control, talking about, I mean, we're basically hitting almost everything the Supreme Court's been working on, right? And you're talking about uh, abortions and, and whatnot. It's, but in the whole realm of importance and of priority, there's the law of macros and micros, right? So when you're going out on operation and there's concerns, so you have a pre-op meeting and you're basically looking at, okay, what are the opportunities? What are the risks, right? Well, when you're looking at the risks and opportunities, you have to look at, okay, are we focused on the macros or are we focused on the micros? Because if you're focused on the micros, guess what? You're never going to complete that operation. So same thing in a business. You know, if you are so focused on the, you know, 5% of problems that are going on in that factory and that's where you push all your energy to, are you going to produce what you need to keep that factory running? No, you're not. And, but that's the type of thinking that we've gotten to is, you know, uh, what I brought up before, you know, Maurice, like when him and I banter back and forth, a lot of times it's, it's cherry picked. Well, this situation and that situation. Well, if I'm looking at, at gun violence, I want to look at the macro, the whole situation. So if we're, if we're looking at gun control from a macro situation, then you're looking at, okay, you got to look at the Chicago murders because that is like consistently happening versus, you know, how many of these uh, school shootings. Yeah, they're all horrible, but you have to start putting these in categories and then formulating a plan because the reason nothing ever gets done is there really is no plan because no one's willing to sit there and look at the macro data. They always want to look at, oh, this is the micro data. And based on these three shootings, we need to legislate based on that. And um, same thing with, with abortions. You got every you got society looking at, oh, well, abortion is just a right. And then I ask people, okay, well, if it's so important to you, how many abortions have you had? Are you have are you planning to have one once a week, once a month? And well, probably none, but what women should have the rights and you're a man, so you shouldn't be asking me these questions. It's like, yeah, fuck you. No, I'm asking you a simple question. Is it a macro or is it a micro? And are you gonna vote? So when you get to the election booth, whether you're a Republican, independent, whether you're, you know, you're a freaking tree frog, you know, are you going to go to the booth voting based on all these micros or the macros? Because you see what happened in the last election. Everybody voted basically for the micros. They were offended by, offended by a tweet. They didn't like, you know, the, the locker room talk, you know, grabbing someone by a pussy. Well, I'm going to base all my decisions on those, you know, picked out exceptions or situations and then basically the economy's taking a shit foreign policy is taking a shit i mean you name it there's probably a good 23 uh main macro issues that have now completely taken a shit and it affects everybody it affects you when you go to the grocery store i mean i go buy eggs it seems like i go twice a week and they've gone up like pretty consistently you know, now you're buying eggs for three, four dollars a dozen. Where sometimes you could buy them for what? About nineteen, yeah, yeah, that's what it was, yeah. So you got to learn to f- to focus on the macros instead of the micros, and look at the states that vo- focus on the on the micros. And what are they? They're 
bankrupt in debt. Well, they're not bankrupt anymore because they've gotten all this federal funding to bail them out. Um, they have crime problems. There's know, all these social issues that seem to overwhelm them that forces the state not to function, forces people out of the state to move to a state where, guess what, you're focused on the macros. And that's what I like about, um, you know, DeSantis. Somebody asked me the other day, it's like, I don't know much about this guy. I'm like, well, pay attention to this guy. Don't focus on what party he's a part of. Focus on what he's doing. Focus on the things. He, if, is he doing it for the people of his state? Is he doing it for the benefit of the state? What's the financial state of Florida? Look at the macros. And if Florida is functioning really well, well, guess what? Well, I would like to take that on a larger scale and promote this guy to the next level. And I like what you're saying there. What I, what I have a real hard time with is I'm a realist, I'm not an idealist, and I'm a realist. And realistically, the large majority of our population does not have the presence of mind or capability or will take the time to look up these issues. So based on the we statement have, you just said. Yes. So Roe versus Wade. So when they took a large sampling of people's thought on Roe versus Wade, 45% of the population did understand what was going on, why the Supreme Court moved it. 65%, which is kind of, or 55% was concerning. And so, so my thought is, is this is a, this is a lack of intelligent media doing its job, right? Or is it intelligent media? Well, and so that's what I'm saying. It's the, it's the lack of the media doing, doing what they were meant to do. Now, our media is privatized. It's not public. Um, so what are they doing? Are they doing this out of the idea of power are they doing it because it gets clicks and it's very self-serving by by the media narrative that they push these days i don't know i think it's a little bit of both i think it's a little bit of everything but i think that that's one big thing that we lack is we lack any sort of non-biased intelligent media source that is talking about these issues there's probably right. thousands of podcasts like ours that are talking about it but there's 350 million people right and how many listeners does our rogan have all i remember is it was more monthly listeners than cnn has monthly viewers might have been more weekly listeners than CNN has monthly viewers. Yeah. Why do I keep thinking 10 million is a number? Seven to 10. Yeah, it might have been 10. So, so 10 million per episode. Yeah. He's, I mean, there's, there's a faction. Yeah, there is. Um, and, it's, and it's growing, right? People want the truth. They want to hear conversations like this. They, I think it would be even better for us to have more conversations with people in here that don't necessarily agree with us. Yeah. You know, to have some actual but people that are intelligent, we can talk and not, you know, get yelled at. Yeah. Um, and I think the, you know, Clarence Thomas also brought up is, you know, I mean, they're looking at where the Supreme Court needs to step in and, um, you know, regulate, not technically not regulate the media, but to force the media to tell the truth. 
Because right now, I mean, if, if you turn on CNN, MSNBC, I mean, even Fox, you know, there's a, there's a percentage of Fox that I've seen on there where, you know, they're so focused and getting people hyped up on the, on the micros. Yeah, I'm really, really going to stick in to this as a lesson for the week is, is macros and micros. Because you have to look at your life, too. Is what are you focused on? You know, because a um, prime example is when the Roe versus Wade thing hit. There's one person you never see post on social media. And the minute that that decision was made, and that person obviously was heavily, heavily pro-choice or maybe has some hatred for men. I don't know. But every five minutes, I mean, there was just vitriol posts from this person. and. It's like, okay, if your whole life, and you know, and then I saw the post of like, uh, yeah, me, what, what did that uh, takes away from my girls? You know, I'm going to make sure I vote, you know, the, the next uh, session. It's like, well, okay, so you're now pissed off and you're going to base everything on that. So, you know, you're, you're not worried that you're paying more for gas. You're not worried that you're. So were you worried about the micros of this person posting or the macros of how you're using your time? What's that? I said, were you worried about the micros of how this person was <laughs> posting or the macros of how your time is being used? Oh, let's see. I mean, it could go to the macros of time being used, but I was uh, death scrolling as I was taking a shit. So. Oh, okay. All right. That's fair. So every time I took a shit, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to see what's going on. And yeah. And then the more I saw all these interesting conversations, I would dig into the comments just to see what people oh, were thinking. I, I can't do it. And then... uh. And I normally don't respond, but I just, you know, you know, I normally don't have the bandwidth to do that. But I actually responded to one where there was actually a guy that said, you know, hey, this all this did was just move it to the power of the states. That's all it was. And then so I wrote a, you know, a little dissertation <laughs> response on his to say, you are one of the few that has this exactly correct. This is not didn't take away anything from anybody. And it shut that whole conversation down. Nobody responded back because it was the truth and people don't want to hear the truth. It sometimes it seems to me when I read comments, it's entertaining. It kind of gives you a perspective of what people, you know, oh, it, it, their it mindsets really, are. It worries me. Oh, it worries, it you? worries the <laughs> shit out of me. And it doesn't matter if it's like the, it, the people that comment are like the extreme. They're the general. And this is a generalization. Some, some, you know, normal center people comment. Yeah. But most of the time, the people that take the time, and are emotionally invested enough to comment are like the extreme right and the extreme left and or the extreme love and the extreme hate or whatever. Right. It's the extremes yeah. are the ones that take the time to comment. So I read that shit and I'm like, oh, my God, I fucking so worried for the future of everything. <laughs> That's what it does. It's all it does for me. Oh. It just makes me worry. Well, OK, let, let me let the truth slip out here. So sometimes when I get on social media, like I don't really post on Facebook, I, I probably post more on Instagram. But, you know, a lot of my friends I'm friends with on social media. So it gives me a huge gauge sometimes when, when shit hits the fan. A lot of people show their colors. And that, yeah, that week I was actually kind of, I was surprised because there was a handful of people that I thought, oh, I'm pretty close to them. And I never knew that, you know, this is the way that they respond to things. And it wasn't necessarily what stance they were on. It's just how they respond and then how they comment to other people, it kind of tells you a lot about that. If they, if they start screaming, I mean, it, it's like, oh, what was that TV show? 
I don't know if it was an episode of Friends where this guy seems like really, uh, I think uh, one of the gals on Friends was dating this guy. And this guy comes across like super mild-mannered, right? And then all of a sudden, uh, when he gets behind closed doors, uh, a parakeet or something pisses him off. And he just starts screaming at the parakeet, just going off in profanity. And the whole episode is like that until the end of the show, all of a sudden, uh, the friends all of a sudden they accidentally open the door to the apartment where the guys in and the guys having a tirade yelling at yelling at the carpet or something. And all of a sudden uh, the guy turns around and was like, Oh, I guess, you know, I just got dumped. <laughs> so and that's that's what sounds I like an episode of Friends. Yeah. So a lot of times it's interesting just to yeah, get a it, gauge. It is, it is of, nice. It is nice to be able to gauge people when they when they when they aren't aware of who's watching or aware of who's reading. Yeah, like because, you get to see their who they really are. Yeah, you see the vacations and you see the you know all the 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 cute stuff. But there's a guy that goes to the gym that double parks in the front row. Huh? He double parks in the front row every time he pulls in. He double parks in the front row. He's got like a newer GMC black GMC, and he double parks. And I get I'm so irritated. Like I'm so irritated because you're gonna do that shit. if you're that if you're that worried about your car getting dinged and you want to double park you park in the back. That's what a normal person does. Yeah. Right. Nope. Right up front. So I pulled in next to this motherfucker with my Denali so close that I couldn't hardly get out of my truck and I was watching and he went and moved it to another spot and double parked again. Really? Yeah. And so I can't. Oh, I don't even know what that is. I saw this guy last last weekend. I saw him and uh, or this week I saw him and he must know who I am and know that I was the one that did that because he went back and forth from his front door to his back passenger door back and forth until I went into the gym. Like he was getting something and then going to his front door and then back. Like he stayed on the other side of his truck because he knew I was going to say something. And I'm I'm not I'm I'm a little bit of a dick, but I'm not a dick to people I don't know. My thing is, is I want him to understand that. His true character is showing through. Right. Like if you're that guy, like your your true character is showing you think that you you think that that you are worth more than than everybody else. Your value oh, yeah. is more than everybody else. You deserve two parking spots when everybody else gets one parking spot. Yeah. You're, you're either selfish or you're a sociopath. Mm-hmm. I would never trust you in any sort of business. I would never trust you to, you know, watch over my kids. I would, I would never trust yeah. you. Like you, you are the person in a tribe that gets left behind. Yeah. And he wasn't disabled that he needed to park so close. No. Okay. He probably should park further away because he's a little bit of a fat ass. Oh, okay. Get a few extra steps. Yeah. I got you there. And it was funny because three people saw me do that with my truck and like they all were like, thank you. Like it irritates a lot of people. Yeah. But most people are just too quiet, too mundane. I haven't seen a guy double park. He is an early guy. Wow. Yeah. Huh. But I I agree with you. It's good to see people's true colors. People's true colors. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're at an hour. I think we're a wrap. Independence Day. We talked about it for, I don't know, maybe four minutes of an hour episode. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> enjoy your fourth of july don't blow any fucking limbs off yeah, um we'll lose your digits don't drink too much get a workout in eat some protein maybe some extra bacon on that burger let's go yeah, and celebrate uh we live in the greatest country in this world yes the celebrate greatest country that, that has ever been freedoms. around and uh yeah talk to somebody from uh, another country and uh learn they come here they come here yeah they come here because of what we stand for yeah they line up to come here yes there's a backlog in immigration so they wade through rushing water with their children to come here yep and people have come here with nothing 
because they know this is a land where they have opportunity and freedoms to say the things they want to do. And uh, yeah, these are, there's some awesome stories out there. So if you know somebody, hey, invite them to your cookout, ask them some questions. There you go. That's a wrap. <laughs>